Troops, this week on the Eagle Podcast, we chat to a former army buddy of mine, Stu Finlay, who started a brand new MMA promotion. Can you imagine rolling into lockdown thinking, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? Well, he had all that to worry about and a brand new promotion called Vigilant FC with a world tour, which he was planning to launch in 2020. However, someone said, have some COVID world and we all know what happened from there. Listen to Stu's story about how he had to pivot and change and is now looking to re-release the brand in 2021. Stay tasty and enjoy. So, first of all, mate, welcome to the podcast. This mini-series has been about men in business who have set an extremely high bar for themselves in a very challenging and demanding world at the moment, regardless of COVID-19. You've set out on a journey to set up a new MMA business. If you'd like to introduce the business and yourself to the listeners, and we'll go from there. Well, my name's Stuart Finlay. I'm the, uh, the, the COO of uh, Vigilance FC, which, as you said, it's a brand new fight promotion company. From the get-go, we, we, you know, it's been a massive struggle because we literally were about to launch. Boom, we get hit with COVID. So it's not been an easy, an easy start at all. Um, but if anything's worth doing, it's, it's you know it's something you've just got to do. So we decided grin and bear, and uh, and we'll crack on. So vigilance itself, it was an idea born with uh, a current UFC fighter, Michael Johnson. Okay, who is still fighting. Uh, hopefully, he's, I think I believe his next fight is December fifth. He's got a fight coming up. Uh, and myself, we got talking. We were understanding what we would want to an MMA promotion to do and, and and how we thought we could do things differently, not better, but differently. Yeah. Everybody else's. And it came to sitting there with a glass of whiskey. And um, by the time that bottle was finished, uh, vigilance was born. Was it, uh, was it proper? Tw- is it proper 12? Was it Connor's whiskey? Connor's whiskey. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know what? Listen, <laughs> Proper 12. A lot of people, uh, in my previous job, um, obviously before this working for, as a beverage director for Nobu, I, I was probably yeah. some of the best whiskeys that were out there. Yeah, yeah. Yamazaki uh, <coughs> was a favourite of mine. Proper 12 came out and everyone's like, what do you think of Proper 12? Oh, it's, it's, it's a rubbish drink. It's rad. You know what? It's all right. I like yeah. it. I've got a case of Proper 12. I like the stuff, so for me it's good. Uh, but mm. at that time, no, it was we were sitting down drinking Yamazaki 18, unfortunately. Where does the name come from, and was that name pre-COVID, during COVID, or what, what's the conception? You know what? We sat there, and over um, over over a number of you you spitballing ideas all the mm. time, and we're like, listen, we need to get. A meaning or a name or what it needs to be something and for us vigilance you know it's the action or state of keeping careful for a possible uh, danger or difficult situation that you <laughs> yeah and that's what these guys go through every second they're inside this cage 
You know, they yeah. have to they have to have some vigilance about them. Um, and that's what we want our brand to be vigilant because there's a lot of people out there we've got to look out for. And obviously we we've talked at length before coming on the podcast. The move that you're making is a very, very big move. Um yeah. you've your intentions are straight from the bat. You're playing the big game. Um, that, that's what impressed me. You, you've gone for a world tour. Tell us all about the world tour and why you think that's the right model. I, I, we went for the world tour because it was a case of, you know what, it's everything or nothing. You know, uh, we, we, we could go out there and be a small promotion company, put it together. Usually the guys that do it, it's for a hobby and it's not about them. And we were like, you know what? No, let's go round and let's get the best of the best talent that there is out there that doesn't get the exposure that they need. We will mm-hmm. physically go out there and find them. And, um, and, and that was it. We were like, right, let's get a map. And we literally got a map out in the middle at that, at that time. Uh, we was in Vegas at that time. We were sitting outside Hakkasan and we had the map and we just went, right, where are we going to start? And I said to the lads, I went, listen, if everyone knows how to have a scrap, the Brits, all right. Yeah. We okay to get some big hitters, um, and then they went, Okay, well, we're definitely doing the states, we're like, of course, that's in there. And then Poland has such a big backing and following. Uh, my wife's mm-hmm. Polish, I yeah, count myself as half Polish because of that. So for me, I'm like, We're definitely going to go to Poland because the talent pool in Poland is huge, they have some amazing right. uh, Moscow, key. Obviously, uh, we can get some good guys. There's a lot of good guys in Dagestan and um, also in Ukraine. A lot of, lot of good fighters there. And we were like, we'll get four dates. We'll put them together. We're going to build the teams. Team UK, Team Poland, Team Russia, Team USA. And they were like, is it, is it, is it country against country? And I'm kind of like, let's do the rest of the world against the US. Because the US are so dominant. Mm. And I don't think other countries really get that exposure out there that what they need. And for me, I want the Brits to go out there and smash it and win it. I'm British. I want to get behind the lads, you know? So, yeah. um, so, so the, world, the, the whole point of the world tour is to go big or go home, find this talent, expose the talent for what it, the guys are, um, and, and really get them out there known as fighters and, and their country known as well. And how hard is it to start something like this? the arguments the sweat the tears the sleepless nights um the investment there's a hell of a lot a hell of a lot of work goes into it um you know it's not an easy thing to just go i'm just going to do this i've been Mm. quite thankful throughout my career to make a lot of connections with the right people i wish right now i could tell you off air i will tell you who i've like uh Nice. Okay. We have an amazing, an amazing guy on board who's going to be one of the lead commentators. Wow. We have, we're in negotiations at the moment with two of the biggest YouTube sensations out there with over 6 billion views each. Are they just content creators or you are fighters? What's their background? They're, I can't, I can't, off, off okay. the air again. Yeah, right. I'll discuss yeah. it. Uh, right, okay. We, uh, sign contract. We'll give updates. We're doing something completely different. Yeah. That's the reason of the things that we're doing. We're doing it. This is 
in my old industry, you used to want a bar. I used to want to go to a cocktail bar that was a bartender's bar. You knew your drinks. You knew you, I was going to ask for a Manhattan and not bug the cocktail guy and to be like, why isn't my drink ready in six minutes? Because I know it takes nine minutes to make that drink. If I get that drink before then, it's not right. If I get it after then, then there's something wrong. Six. Yeah. We want an MMA promotion company for f- the fighters promotion and the fans. It is okay. simple as that. Fighters and fans. We've got charities that we're in talks with at the moment. Uh, can't name again, unfortunately, at the moment. Just had an amazing call with them just before yourself, getting them on board. Probably one of the biggest brands. Um, we, you know, we want to, we want to also promote ourselves as. As much as I don't want to look into the past, I want to help my past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. So that's definitely help the heroes is, is definitely key for that. But uh, for what we are, we, we're doing a platform that, yes, it's, people will be like, it's, it's just another MMA promotion company. It's not. What you're about to see is people's lives. We're, we're taking film crews and following these people that work as a scaffolder during the day. Mm-hmm. And on the night, he's trying to get somewhere. And he has to do that job to pay his bills because guess what? These amateurs don't get paid a lot of money at all. Yeah. And our yeah. job is to give them the exposure that they need to help them any way that we can and, and um, get the next Conor McGregor. Do you know what? It's, um, it's a very interesting point. And I feel like I've had the pleasure of, of, of getting to know some MMA fighters. And I've been to a few MMA shows. And maybe it's not MMA, but... I think MMA fighters could learn a lot from watching people who do WWE. Learning how to sell a fight. Learning how to promote themselves. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, you have to create a buzz around yourself to make yeah. someone go, you know what? I, I, I want to watch. I want to be invested in that person's career. Um, I'm not saying you've got to go trash talking and calling people out and yeah. all that, but if you look at... Um, Kobe Covington was a guy who was nearly gone from the UFC, yep. who then all of a sudden created this. He was, he's a heel. That's what he is. He's a WWF heel. And he's playing a character. And all of a sudden, he's gone from almost being cut to, you know, fighting for titles. And he's on everyone's name. And, and I think that's something that fighters need to maybe adopt and learn. You see, he was... His actual story, the thing is with him, he was due to be cut when he finished, had his fight in Brazil. Yeah. Until he called all <laughs> yeah. Brazilians scum of yeah. the earth. Yeah. Trash shithole country Brazil was. Yeah. You know, and Dana, all of a sudden, the views from that went through the roof. Now, we're the same. Mm-hmm. We're saying, listen, you want to trash talk. I ain't got a problem with that. Trash talk. But you have to be able to perform mm-hmm. as much as be able to trash talk. What we're doing is, we understand these guys. Some some of them don't don't understand how marketing works or how to do it. Yeah. We're, we're going to give these guys the tools. I'm going to give them a film crew. You know, we, we're going to oh, wow. we are doing a vlog series <laughs> when myself um, and three other gentlemen will yeah. be traveling to personally meet, sign, and film every fighter. Our wow. website will have a vlog with the fighters. We will put them with our creative team that will help them sell themselves, how to get them there. 
Um, this this fight week will be around them, uh, very yeah. similar to UFC Embedded. Um, yeah, yeah. It's show you the backstory, who these people are. So when people are there and you're saying, "Come to my fight, come and see me," they know that you're a hardworking dad that's got mm-hmm. two kids. You've been holding down a full time job, trying to train to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Compared to, do I want a Colby Covington? I would love, <laughs> I would love Colby. You know, I want pe- I want people that are hungry, killers, animals, mm-hmm. and are ready to ready to be seen. We've got the light. Let me put it yeah. on you. I've got the team. We've got the creativity. We will do this together as a, as a promotion. There's a lot of other people, and you know, some people will say, "Ah, oh, people copy Connor." Yeah, but who did Connor copy, and who copied him before that? Like, the blueprint comes from wrestling. That's where it comes from. It comes from the heels being in persona, being in character, yep. uh, and creating a hype and a buzz. So people say, "I'm I'm team bad guy," or "I'm team whatever it is," and yep. you know, still have the respect of the martial arts element. There still has to be respect, but. You're right, people need to, um, I mean, Chill Sonnen's the perfect, you know, he's the original bad guy, like, someone like that is, is, is awesome. Um, talk us through when you're planning the first fight. So we've got the venue, um, we, had, we, we, we had a venue at the time, unfortunately due to COVID, lost it, yeah. um, and dates have moved, but our first one is in Manchester on the 19th, uh, so it's next year, it's just, just over six months away. Um, we have we, we've we've put a lot into this. The guys that are working with us here, we yet again the the, the production that we're putting together, we're putting together a production that you would see on Cage Warriors, Bellator, UFC. Yeah, we're not oh. we're not small. We we have gone balls to the wall. We are at the moment now. I'm in talks with over twenty different management companies at the moment. Wow. Um, we are bringing over fighters. We are, we're, we're doing everything. And what we do, what, what we, what we're not doing is I'm not asking you to come and pay 85 pound for a ticket to sit in the bleachers. Right. Our tickets are going to be at prices that people are going to be like, how are you doing this? Right. And, <laughs> you know, we, we, we know where we need to be at. But our ticket prices are very, very, very reasonable for people that have never been to a show before, want to come yeah. and see a name. Um, you know, we're talking as low as fifteen pounds to come to an event for a, wow. a six-hour show. Wow! Um, you know, we've got some great sponsors um, that we we're signing with today. Um, it's a whole package. It's not just an event for the day. Hmm. Uh- on that, right, I suppose the model's changed. If you look at, and I'll use football as the example, where the main revenue stream for a club used to be ticket sales. But because of branding, social media, TV coverage, naming rights, it almost now, that main income of the gate, maybe it's still important, but maybe that's three or four runs down the ladder. Is that is that how you're managing to price yeah. it, right? Yeah, pretty much. You're spot on there. Um the, the gate is still important. The gate, you know, your production, the, ma- the main thing with running these events is your production fees. Your production mm. fees and equipment and fighters. Yet again, with the fighters, we, are, we will be seeing these fighters off a lot better 
than any than any other company unless you're going towards Bellator and UFC. Right, okay. We also have connections <clears throat> with the sponsorship, you know, so when the fighters have to understand for that for them to get sponsored, all fighters are like, Oh, I want to get sponsored, I wanna make I need to make this money, I need to do that. Well, you have to be marketable. Mm-hmm. You, you have to you have to give Pepsi a reason, for instance. Mm-hmm. Why do Pepsi want to stick their logo on you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, are you getting the attention? Are you on their social media? To the point that where we'll say to these guys, you know, we're gonna show you how to handle your social media, where we need you to be at. Um, and, and, and guide them the way and that's where it comes through because yes our pay-per-views yet again our pay-per-views uh, are, 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 are a very low fee mm-hmm. that's going to be mainstreamed um, you know for for instance let's take our event in mm-hmm. Poland we've yeah. got a stadium that holds 25,000 people it's a two-day event where we will be having the main competition, obviously, on the Saturday night, the fights. But during the day, there'll be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition where we'll invite all everybody that does BJJ across Poland um, for a zero-entry fee. You'll wow. to come to free to watch it where we are actually putting up um, a cash prize of $10,000 cash prize. Wow. Um, so that we can get the attention we want people in we want we want to bring more people to this sport and this is what it's about bringing mm-hmm. people together to this support working with the right people and streaming and youtube this is a way that we are able to capture the fans and raise the revenue needed to be able to do it are you going to be streaming on youtube yes yes yeah and is that where the is that where the youtubers come in 20 percent of the way yes they do the other 80 percent, they'll be doing things that is unusual and unseen before um, to the point where it'll probably take BT Sport or Sky Sports thinking that's the model that we need. Um, you know, these guys, they know what they're doing. They understand they're interested in it. And um, it, like I said, it's going to be something completely different because it's almost a family brand. That's what I want it as, as a family brand. Yeah. You know? I'm the CEO, COO of the company. Yeah. Every fighter will have my number. Every fighter can pick up and call me at 1 a.m. and go, Finn, I've got a problem with this, or I've got an issue with this, or I'm late, you know, I'm laid off of work. Listen, leave it with me. Let's do something. I'll sort it out. Don't worry. We can take care of it because we're a family. A fighter can pick up the phone and tell me the car's broke down. I'll say, listen, I'm on my way. That's the <laughs> difference. That's the difference that we're trying to make. When someone offers a lot, they normally ask for a lot in return, which I always think, you know, that's a fair cop, isn't it? So what are you, what do you want? Have you got like a, an ethos as a, a, almost like a, a company ethos? Have you got certain things that you're expecting people to do for you? As, as far as an ethos, like, you know, it's a brand with most brands would be expected to have ethoses and then we're going to do this, but you know what it is? Do for us what you do for yourself. We will perform the spotlight for you to get to where you need to get. We will put the spotlight so big on you that Dana White will be looking at you within seconds. Am I expecting our brand to be as big as the UFC? Realistically, mm-hmm. the chances of getting there is 1%, same as the fighters are 1%. But you know what? I'll fucking be number two. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I think it's, it's admirable. So your first, you're hoping to do your first event 
Ma- if my maths is right, Ma- March 19th. Yeah, March 19th in Manchester, yeah. It'll be the first one. What, what arena? Is it the... The BC Arena in Manchester, which is, you know, and for us to get that date to be able to launch that soon, we took a lot smaller venue than what we, we were. Capacity-wise, unfortunately, it's only 3,000. There's nothing wrong with that, Stu. Everyone's got to start. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's got to start somewhere. And it's the Everyone's got to start. And we're like, you know what? I'll... We literally just on the phone within 30 seconds, and I went... I don't care what it is, how it is, how we make this happen. I need this day and I'm taking it, you know. Troops, what's the dance? This podcast is sponsored by RightClick. RightClick, the one place where you've got to get the right website. Troops, if you're not on WordPress, you might as well just call it a day. You want to write blogs? You want to get organic traffic? You want to get more views, more buys, more clicks, Google rankings? Then RightClick is the place for you. Check out RightClick. Speak to Chris and get a functional website which won't cost you the remortgage of your second house in Barbados. Right click, where the right people get the right website. I think, Stu, I mean, we've talked before this, but, and I'm seeing it a lot now with people. Everyone wants to get there, but no one wants to take the journey. Like, do do you know what I mean? Like, everyone wants T-Mobile Arena, example, Vegas. You've got to be ready to go into a venue like that. Like oh, yeah. for, for me in business, last year I was offered like a, a, a quite a decent group to go hiking with. And I thought they're too big for me. And if I mess this up, it, it'll be really bad. I'm not ready for them yet. Now, if the call was today right now, I'd say go and get another 30 people because we're playing in the fucking big league. Um, but you've got to be careful about this being ambitious and then there's overcommitting and overstretching yourself, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're looking at these, and you know, we'll. I'll be honest. We sat there. We speak to the guys um, in Poland, you know, and and, and everyone's saying to me, you know, twenty thousand people, Finn. What do you reckon? And I went, twenty thousand. I could put fucking forty thousand in that. I says, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You know, putting events together, doing things, and putting and put, putting plans in action. I've done that the last year with. The last, the last five, ten years, with probably one of the biggest restaurant hotel chains chains that there is, you know. So for for me, this is this is nothing. I know the difference is I know it's going to work. Mm. It's accessible. I'm not going in saying I want this, this, this. You know, we're making it accessible for everybody. So that's why it'll work. How are you recruiting? Are you literally scouting MMA gyms on social media and obviously contacts through people who people know? Yeah, so we've got a lot of the guys. Obviously, um, pretty much know half of the, 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 the roster of, of the UFC guys, uh, which I've spoken to. Wow. The guys over the years that I've spoken to. Um, so we've, I've directly spoken to gyms. Uh, we'd speak to management companies um, flying all over here, there, and everywhere when we can. Yeah. Um, you know, guys want to get in touch. Listen, if you don't have a manager, I don't care. If you've got the hunger and the will and you want to put the work in and you say, listen, Finn, you get me the fight, I'll fight them. I don't care. I want to fight. I want to fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything about, like, this world, So I'm, but I'm just going to – everyone's allowed an opinion, so I'm going to say mine. Like, the, the old model – and I'll use the music industry, you had to be heard by someone in a position to then get a play on the radio. That's now gone because of social media, yep. um, streaming sites, 
So you don't need a manager anymore. I'm, maybe as your career grows and you know, more and more people want a PC, then yeah, you get a manager. But if you're a fighter at, at, a, at a level and you want to fight, then you know, why aren't you fighting? Um, and I'm sure there's a lot more to it that, and maybe wiser people will say, well, John, did it, and this, that, and to that. And that's fair enough. But we've only got so much time to make it happen, and especially what we're saying, 18 to 35. I mean, these guys start hitting their prime around 30, 31, if they haven't yeah. been sparring too hard. You know, the, the, the difference is, uh, you, you'll get, for instance, let's say I have a fighter comes to me and he's like, oh, I, I fought uh, in this company and I used to fight in this company and I'm a free agent and I'm looking for five and five. So they want 5,000 to show and 5,000 to win. I say, okay. I say, well, that, that, that's more than what the UFC actually pay their guys. Some UFC guys are on two and two. And what else do they give them? They put them on a prelim card. They get no exposure. They don't get no artwork. They get nothing. The difference is with us. I'm putting a marketing and production company behind you that's worth over seven figures. You're going to get so much marketing, you're going to go through the roof. And then you start demanding what you want to demand for your money. Uh, you know, if you want 50 and 50 and you're getting it and you're getting the pulls, what people have to understand now is it is a relationship. It's, it coexists together. You know, as much as I love a fighter, I don't want to pay a fighter an, an extraordinary amount of money that has no social media following, um, mm-hmm. has no content, doesn't know what they're doing, you know, and, and just, yeah, I'll come and fight. I'll come and it's not about that. It's a, it's a professional sport, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, Guys have managers. I haven't got a problem with managers. We'll deal with managers. We'll do everything yeah. that we can. Um, but it's everything else that comes with it. It's not just come and fight for me and I'll pay you some money here. I'll stick some money in your pocket. It's not that. I'm interested in marketing people, pushing this person. Mm-hmm. So I can sit back and go, you know what? 50 of my fighters in the last five years have made it to the UFC and 10 of them are champions. Wow. No, it's, it, it's, it's really, it's really ambitious. And, um, have you have you already started putting in the background the fights together for, for Manchester? Because six months isn't a long yep. time, is it really? Yep. Yeah. Welterweight's done. Heavyweight's done. But, uh, working on bantamweight at the moment. The Manchester card, there'll be the main card. There'll be six six fights on the main card and four on the prelims. Ten, ten fights altogether. Well, that's that's really good. Um, I'll be coming. No doubt about that. Hundred percent. I'm in. I needed a new ring girl, so you can jump in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no problem. I think I think it's amazing. And and like that that side of it, and, and we'll talk about uh women's MMA and the explosion of women's MMA. Um is that something that you're looking to promote more as a as a new brand? You know what, women's MMA, and everyone I remember Dana saying he never wanted women fighting in the UFC and and then you know. He gets little golden goose Ronda and it works very, very well for him. And, you know, and now he has women in the UFC. Why can't they? Why can't they? Yeah. I, some of the, some of the fights that I watch on the UFC, bar by the main card, the most interesting fights are these women fights. These women, some of them, Jesus, I wouldn't want to walk down a dark alley and see them. Here is a very brave question, but I'm going to ask you it. How long until a promotion puts a woman versus a man same weight class won't happen I don't think 
Do you not think so? 100% not happen. I, yeah, I mean... It's very brave. It will get a lot of eyes. I mean, look, the Japanese are up <laughs> and into everything. Listen, if Pride is yeah. not everything, they'll have Alistair Overeem versus someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're likely to do... I mean, there's so, there's so much you'd have to... I, I don't think it would ever... It would scare me, I think, in a way. I mean, <laughs> you know... You know yeah, yeah. I've, you know... I've met... Someone like Chris Cyborg... Nunes, Rousey, these, uh, and I'll throw my friend Lanch in the mix. I, I know for a fact they would dust a lot of guys. Now, would they dust someone of, of the same skill level? I don't really understand why it'd be any different. Just because you're a man and you're a woman, if someone's been training MMA for 20 years and someone else has been training 20 years and you're the same weight class, yep. um, Surely it just comes down to that thing about... Uh, in fact, I think all the pressure would be on the man. Like, I think there'd be so much pressure to, on the guy to imagine? take that fight. Could you imagine the headlines of seeing... Huge! A guy Huge! Head, head kick a girl, <laughs> a female, and knock her out clean. And that's his but, career over. I don't think you'd ever get a fight that would want to do it. I mean, listen... Like I said, give the Japanese a couple more years. No one's, you know, one championship's doing well. They'll have, they'll have, God knows, they'll probably say to Khabib, do you want to come over and fight a bear? You know, they'll do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. You know, for me, it's not something I'd, I, I would want to see because it's just a political nightmare. But if, you, if, we look, if we look back, say, five years, ten years, we've had this discussion in the early 90s, it was women boxing. Yeah. And then it was women in MMA and, and attitudes have changed. And then something that seems completely no chance, that'll never happen. Now, maybe it's in five, ten years, women will be competing against men, not just in fighting, but across the board. I mean, in other like, sports, I think it would be great. You know, it'd be great to see tennis players. You know, mm. um, same as I mean, they have mixed, they, yeah, they have mixed doubles, don't they? They have mixed doubles, exactly. So, for that, yeah, but for I think as a, as, as a, um, a combat sport, mm. you know, you, you have to remember a lot of these guys are like cutting weight. And I remember the first mm. time I met Misha Tate, uh, I met her in London. I remember she, I, I put my arm around her, I gave her a hug, said hello, and I said, I was like, Jesus Christ, Misha, like you, she is like, she was made out Solid. of wood. What, like, mm. it did not seem real. I'm poking Misha yeah. for about 10 minutes. She's going, Finn, are you going to do that all night? I'm like, well, will it go soft ever, or does it stay like that? You know? <laughs> it's quite Solid. And, and, you know, I've, I've, I've had a punch and a kick, and I've had these girls to feel the power, and it's some of the, I couldn't last two minutes. They'd knock me clean out. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're hard. But as far as women in the sport, I am 100% without a doubt having females in my organisation. I have my eye Men. on someone. And I just believe that that person, I think that she just needs the right support and she's going to get it. Fair play. Fair play. Mate, I'm obviously aware of your schedule. Uh, I'm a flying through this, and I'm glad we've stuck. I'm glad we've stuck to the present of what you're doing now. Um, obviously, we we know each other from a fucking bygone era, from back in the day. But that's yeah. we've both written loads more chapters since that point, and I'm glad we've just purely focused on on what you're doing now. It sounds absolutely fantastic, and you know, um, 
it sounds like you've gone from a really well-paid, stable job to taking a big fucking gamble, which takes um, a lot of cojones, um, which obviously that's the way it is, isn't it? In business, I, I heard a, uh, a Grand Cardone on a podcast a week ago and it got me questioning what I was up to. And you know, like as of today, I've took someone on because yeah. I've listened to that moment where I thought, well, am I playing the big game or do I just like to fucking pretend about the big game yeah. uh, and make, you know, but no, fair play. Mate, I've got three questions which I sort of like to close down the show with. I haven't told you on purpose because I like a... I like a genuine answer. So the first one, mate, Shit. what's the best what's the best advice you've been given? Just close your eyes and step off the edge. I fucking love it. That was, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only um the main one. Just close your eyes and step off the edge. And that was the first time um first time I met I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna say his name because people will be like, Oh, you your name dropping. Um I'll tell you off air who it was. He was yeah. the boss. Um, and he said to me, he's just like, Finn, just close your eyes and step off the edge. What's the worst that happens? There's too many, there's too many people, mate. Uh, I've got like a, a LinkedIn sort of group going. And we had a conversation where I said, stop going to fucking free events because people who go to free events have no money. So therefore where the fuck is the value in this event that you're going to? Because yeah. context, I, I'm running a, net, a networking event in the mountains at the end of September and I charge 40 quid. Now, I don't charge 40 quid to, just for the shits and giggles because if, you, if you're in the game, you don't look at it and say, oh, 40 quid's a bit much. Because if you think 40 quid's a bit much, then, I, then you need to ask yourself, what, 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 what game are you playing at here? Yeah, um, and then I've had loads of great feedback. So like, it comes back to that thing, step off the edge. Do you know what I mean? Like, just ask yourself, what level am I in this game at? Um, third one, mate, uh, or second one, should I say, uh, what's your toughest, what's been your toughest day? Every day. <laughs> really? Every day. I don't think they stop. Because I think um, the day they stop is the day I know we've made it. So every day, mm. every day, is, every day is a tough day. I like, you know what? I've, I'll be honest, I like fucking waking up and having shit days. Just because yeah. I know I'm going to be able to sit back and be like, how bad was it? You know, mm. you've, got to, you've got to go through hard times. And I'll be honest, I, you know, did, obviously don't want to go back and talk about the past, but I remember something very specific about you. Very <laughs> Go on. And these are my notes I've made that I'm going to, say, <laughs> that I'm go going to bring up. I remember back in Germany, in the yeah. room, you had a little book and in this book you used to write down things that you were doing in the gym yeah set little goals and there was you and someone else but you were the only one that did it and i remember sitting there every day watching you every day do this thing in your book <laughs> and i thought this guy knows this guy you know, you knew what you wanted. You set it, yeah. you had it physically in front of you. And our, 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 clear as day, I remember you sitting on sitting on each bit of equipment, getting your book out, next one, <laughs> next, next one, right? I remember it. And it wasn't until, you know, I started seeing what you're doing and I thought to myself and I'm like, that's why you need a little book. Yeah. And because of you, there it is. Look, there's that book. <laughs> well, it's, 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 not, it's not the same book, but I always have... <laughs> 
<laughs> I've still got a book. That is, I'm going to be honest. That's one thing I took away from you that I took from Man. you is, um, you know, I always have a little book. I always carry it with me and I have my things inside there. And that's how I knew. And mate, I was so made up and everything that I've seen, I thought, fucking hell, yes, John. Yes, mate. Yes. I'll be honest, like, I see what you've done, mate. And I'm so, I'm so made up for you. So made up. And I'm like, that's what I like to say. And I appreciate that. And like, people, people who come on board now, they see it now, but they didn't see it fucking first post, first follower, you know what I mean? Like, John, what's the secret? Um, it's called consistency, mate. All right, okay. Um, I want 20,000 followers. Well, produce content at scale every day, interact with people and be a good human being. And maybe, maybe it'll happen for you. But just remember this, followers do not pay fucking mortgages and they don't buy your shit, right? Having a following is one thing. There's so many people who think they've made it because they've got followers, right? But until someone says to me, right, you get 10,000 followers, John, we're going to give you two grand every month, mate. When that becomes a thing, then I'll go double down on it. But it's not just about, it's not just about that. It's, it's about consistency. It's about taking time to build relationships. And, and people, people, they watch you for a long time. And they, and, they, and they watch and they don't interact with you and they don't like anything and they don't comment, but you're leaving an impression. And then in six months, a year's time, when they say, right, strike, and they say, hey, man, I've been watching you for like a year. I think your content's brilliant. I've got this company. We want to do team building. Bosh, you know, we're all in. Um, no, but thanks very much, man. I have. I've always kept a little book. Um, hey, phone's great, but a little book says a lot of things. Um, third one, What's next for you or the new business? Complete and utter fucking domination. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? What's Last. next for us is um, we're building the family. Wow, brilliant. We're building the family now. So, so like I said, fighters aren't, uh, fighters are not just going to be fighters for me. Um, yeah. You know, some promoters will probably say, oh, that's the wrong way. You need to keep it strictly business. It is business, but they're, they're family. So mm. yeah, the, the, the next portal call is, I am at every adoption agency that is out there and I am taking family on board. You know, we're looking, we're, we're looking out there and, and it's the same for, same for brands, you know, someone, some people are struggling to get that out there and, you know, and, and I can see they're working hard and they're, they're doing their thing. You know, I'll, I will help support that out there. Like your, your, what you do and, you know, you've got, you've got fighters that go out with you. you yeah, yeah. A lot of mixture of different people. For me, your company is like, for me, it's up there with, with, with everything that we could ask for, for something as, as to, to, to have the pleasure to even say, to be associated with you. I, I'm just very lucky, mate, that I've always seen, I see value in everybody. I don't care if you've got one follower, fucking 20,000 followers. I view every single person as a valued customer and everyone who comes out with me, people say to me, or I, someone said to me a few weeks ago, oh, me and you were in the same business. And I said, what business is that? And he said, oh, I, I, I'm, in the, I'm, a, I'm a guide. I said, no, I'm not a guide, mate. I'm in, I'm in entertainment. And he's like, <laughs> entertainment? I was like, yeah, I'm the full package, mate. Like, no one pays me to take them out walking, right? They pay me for convenience. People have always paid for convenience. If you can 
If you can deliver a well-run structured day and you can offer great value, people will pay the money. That's how it's always been. Do you know what I mean? That's how it's always been. Fantastic. Uh, Stu, tell the world where, you, where people can find you. Um, social, website, get in touch if you're a fighter. Go for it. Yeah, listen, you can get a hold of us. Our website is vigilantfc.com. Um, it's got direct access on there. You can also social media, just vigilantfc. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook page is there as well. If you are a fighter and you're struggling and you can't get out there and you want to get noticed and you're hungry, call me. My, my personal number, my personal number is on that website, <laughs> right? Well, it will change probably in time and I'll have to come off and I'll change my number. <laughs> but now if you, you want to get out there, you're hungry, you know, or you know what, if you're a fighter and you're struggling and, um, even if you're in another promotion and you need help because everything that's going on with COVID, call me. I'm sure there's something I can do. There's something Amazing. where we can help each other. Uh, there's a, someone that's with you who she goes out with you on your oh, lunch. adventures. Yeah. She, um, I'll be, um, I'm desperate. We're going to sort something out. I'm gonna I'll make sure she listens to it, mate. Um, I think she's, She's definitely she's she's definitely got something about her. I personally just think like most of like like most of the one she's in that one percent for me. She's a one percenter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and thankfully, and it sounds bad, but thankfully no one's truly discovered that yet. But I tell yeah. you, I fucking have. Go 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 all out, man. She's she's absolutely fantastic. Um she's definitely the pride of Darlington and she's the pride of the Northeast. Um and we was working together again on the weekend, so it was, you know, Brilliant. Uh, Stu, mate, look, thanks very much for your time, mate. I know you're an uber busy guy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just step off the edge. That's the advice. Go for it. Just Stop. Jump. Li just jump. Stop living on Sunday Island. Stop fucking saying, oh, next year, or when this happens, or when that happens, just fucking make it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Stu. Stu, thanks very much for your time, mate. You're welcome, mate. Thanks ever so much. Adios. Cheers. This show is sponsored by RightClick. RightClick, a place where you can have your website built, managed, and guided in the right direction. You wanna be on Google? You gotta be on WordPress. Don't listen to your nana telling you about Webflow and Wix and all those other websites. If it ain't on Google, what's the point? Get on and speak to RightClick. You wanna increase organic traffic, you have to write blogs. If you wanna know about blogs, you need to speak to the guy behind it, Mr. Chris Waldron. Right click, where the right people go to get the right websites.